What's going on, family? TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. And welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. Of course, I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner. And I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you've had a great week. Listen, whatever the week has brought to you, if you're listening, you've survived it. You made it through. So that alone is cause for celebration. And I hope you're making plans to do that as we are really just six days away from Thanksgiving. Of course, next week should be a fantastic week, hopefully for you all. But before we get there, I want to thank you for your continued support of all things connected to The Faction. Thank you so much for following us on social media at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you're not already doing that, feel free to do that right now. Also, thanks to everyone who has subscribed to our podcast. We absolutely appreciate that. And if you're not doing that, click that subscribe button as well. It'll notify you whenever we drop a brand new episode. All right, so there's a lot to get into. As always, we're going to start things with taking a look at the Wednesday Night War and what the ratings look like from the Wednesday Night War. Both NXT and AEW put out some impressive shows with some great, great content. Congratulations to AEW Dynamite, who won this week's chapter of the war. They brought in 850 thousand viewers which is up 90 some odd thousand viewers from last week's performance while NXT drew 638,000 viewers which is up merely 6,000 from last week's episode now it's kind of crazy because I think they both had amazing shows they both had twists and turns of course we saw the first match in about eight months for pack on AEW Dynamite we also saw with that the reuniting of the Death Triangle as pack and the Lucha Brothers are back together we saw uh, Will Hobbs join Team Taz we saw a tag team title match with the Young Bucks and Top Flight it was a very very involved show that had a lot of elements to it where we also heard for the first time the announcement that John Moxley and his wife Renee Young are expecting so congratulations to them always love hearing great news like that of course uh, now it's actually kind of interesting because you could make the argument that two-thirds of the shield are all expecting as we know Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are expecting as well and they released some great maternity photos earlier this week go ahead and check out uh, both Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins social media spots to be able to check those out but boy they both look great so congratulations to two-thirds of the shield I don't know if that means it's time for Roman Reigns to have one or I feel I or I feel like they recently had one in the last uh, calendar year or so I'll double check that but either way congratulations to them now on the NXT side it was a huge night two big title matches including a North American title match where Leon Ruff successfully defended against Johnny Gargano winning by disqualification, really setting up what looks like it'll be a triple threat match uh, between him, Gargano, and Damian Priest. We also saw an incredible women's title match as Io Shirai defeated and successfully defended against Rhea Ripley. I got to tell you, that was definitely a match of the year candidate fantastic match between those two and perhaps the other big piece of news coming out of there is NXT TakeOver War Games that's going down on Sunday December the 6th so it's about 
two weeks away from this coming Sunday, and uh, it should be absolutely epic. We're not sure yet of who's who in the zoo in terms of matches there, but you can imagine there's going to be a team led by Shotzi Blackheart against a team led by Candice LeRae based on the initial promo, and you could make an argument as well that we could see the Undisputed Era going against the Kings of NXT as the Undisputed Era made their shocking return back to NXT Wednesday night to help out of all people the NXT champion Finn Balor who made his return so yeah there's just a lot that's happening with both NXT and AEW I'm shocked that the ratings weren't higher for both shows but Great content is what great content is, and uh, if you haven't checked out NXT or AEW Dynamite, do so. Another wrinkle in the Wednesday Night War, though I'm pretty sure they're not declaring themselves as part of the Wednesday Night War, is the return of MLW Major League Wrestling. The restart premiered on YouTube this past Wednesday night. And uh, some pretty significant things happening there as well. Uh, we saw a successful title defense for Jacob Fatu defending against Davey Boy Smith Jr. Myron Reed, the middleweight champion, successfully defended against Brian Pillman Jr. And it certainly looks like the number one contender now is Alexander Hammerstone, who is a champion there and uh, has done all sorts of really unique things. So MLW, the restart, making some big moves. Of course, look for Leo Rush to be joining that crew very, very soon, and much more. So, some other news to talk about. Of course, SmackDown is going down tonight. It's the final SmackDown before the Survivor Series, and there are still some things to be determined. Uh, we need to determine the fifth and final member of the men's team. We also have uh, two slots available on the women's team as well, so that should be interesting. But the big news of the day is that the Thunderdome, which has spent the last three Three months or so in the Amway Center in Orlando is moving and the Thunderdome will take up residence at Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay, Florida. Let's fill in some of these blanks, shall we? Tropicana Field, if you're unfamiliar, is the Major League Baseball home to the Tampa Bay Rays. So if you're talking about a Major League Baseball home, that is a bigger space, a much bigger space than the Thunderdome is currently occupying, which is in the Amway Center. That's the home to the Orlando Magic. So that seats about 15 to 20,000. Tropicana Field seats 42,000. But mind you, that's 42,000 in the stands. That does not include what's actually on the ground. So you could probably argue 50 to 60,000 that it houses. How will the Thunderdome fit in there? Well, it should be really interesting to watch. WWE likes to fill up an arena, and I'm sure that they're going to do all they can to maximize the space in there. So it makes me wonder, you know, A, they could cut it in half potentially. Um, how many more screens are they going to have? And does a larger space like this actually give them room to bring in people? Actual live fans. I mean, if you're talking about a baseball arena, it would seem to make sense that you could socially distance those folks. But I don't know if that's going to be a plan. Now, I have heard that WWE is looking to resume live events after WrestleMania 
and their hope is to have fans live and present at the Royal Rumble. I think they are still trying to figure out what that looks like, and I understand it's not easy, but when you have more room to work with, it makes it easier. Ask AEW and Daly's Place. Uh, being in an amphitheater like that allows you to spread out and socially distance and the like. Now, I'm also hearing, strangely enough, that AEW is having uh, a bit of a challenge actually selling tickets for Dynamite at Daly's Place. So why would they have questions or issues or concerns well let's face it there is still very much a raging pandemic out there so there's that right the other piece if you have watched dynamite you will see that the fans are certainly spaced out um and so in them being spaced out they've got pods when i say pods i mean you're able to get uh tickets in groups and things like that so the average person, you know, I don't know that you'll necessarily be seated next to somebody that you know if you're just getting one or maybe two tickets. So it's going to be interesting to kind of watch how all of this plays out as certainly AEW and WWE are leading the pack in terms of how pro wrestling is returning or has returned. Now, mind you, they never left, but AEW led the way in terms of staging, led the way in terms of welcoming fans back to the arena and the like. Uh, how WWE will do it will be interesting, but the Thunderdome is moving to Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay, Florida, and that move will see its first airing on SmackDown on Friday, December the 11th. So basically three weeks from tonight, the Thunderdome will have a new home, and uh, I can't wait to see how they outfit it. One thing I know about WWE that they do incredibly well is uh, they love premieres and they love making things visually pleasing. The aesthetic is always significant for WWE. And let's just say this. I think ever since AEW moved to Daly's place, AEW has looked like a bigger show. So they needed the Thunderdome to give us that arena feel one more time. Now the challenge is you're in a stadium. So do you maximize that um, or do you, you know, I don't want to say minimize it, but can you use the whole stadium? Do you have enough LED boards? Are that many more people interested in virtually watching SmackDown? I don't know, but all of those questions I'm certain will be answered in the next couple of weeks. And remember, three weeks from tonight, the debut of the Thunderdome in Tropicana Field, which certainly seems like a place that would house the Royal Rumble or even a WrestleMania at some point. We don't know, but congratulations to the WWE. That is certainly a big, big move. Speaking of WWE, one of their giant pay-per-views gets ready to take place this Sunday as Survivor Series returns this Sunday night from the Thunderdome in, of course, the Amway Center. And uh, it's looking to be very, very interesting. Of course, all of the talk is about uh, the final farewell for The Undertaker, and I've kind of expressed my thoughts on it. I think they are going to miss a huge moment if The Undertaker rides off into the sunset and there's no match with Sting. Now, maybe some of us are thinking wishfully, but I feel like this. There's so much publicity happening right now for The Undertaker and his final farewell. There are going to be a ton of eyes on this. What better way to bring Sting back and give us Undertaker Sting as the true final farewell for WrestleMania 37? 
makes sense to me. Book it, make it happen. But we may get some more insight on that this Sunday at the Survivor Series. Now, in terms of making predictions, which we kind of like to do on our faction go home shows, uh, honestly, I don't know. And my I don't know is I don't know if it's even worth making a prediction because there are so many things we don't know. We don't know who's a part of Team SmackDown on the women's side of things. We don't know all of the folks who will be a part of the SmackDown team on the men's side as well. So I think we've got some real, real questions that need answering um, on both of those. I will say this, I think there has been a large push in the larger scope of things to uh, give SmackDown a greater push. After all, because it's on Fox, it is now being deemed the A show. Uh, SmackDown has not been treated well over the years at Survivor Series. Of course, last year, NXT dominated Survivor Series. I really think this will be the year for uh, the blue brand to really step it up. I also think it's interesting to note how there were folks who were on the NXT team last year that have found their way either to the Raw or SmackDown team. I specifically think of uh, Riddle being Matt Riddle and of course Keith Lee who have uh, made a huge impact on the Monday Night Raw side of things Uh, so it's going to be very very interesting to see what goes down with Raw and SmackDown of course Bianca Belair on Team SmackDown for the women's side of things formerly of NXT so it'll all be interesting I'll certainly be watching Survivor Series this Sunday night and I hope you will be as well. All right, we're going to get out of here. I hope you guys have an amazing Friday. Do me a favor. Do yourselves a favor. Be safe. I know people are making Thanksgiving plans. They may have to change because of what's going on here in the United States. But I'll say this. It is better to sacrifice a Thanksgiving than to take the chance uh, and have Thanksgiving and not get to have Thanksgiving with your family next year. So with that said, be safe, be sound. We want to hear from you by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Also, do me a favor, share this podcast with a friend, a loved one, or a fellow wrestling fan. Absolutely want to share what we're doing with more people and grow our audience. With that said, we're going to get out of here. Until next time, it's your man GB Gerard Bonner representing from a good brother's Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. I need my people here